When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This show is brought to you by The Makery, the podcast network for makers. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast. I'm Chris Zepp from Make Everything Shop. Yeah, um, I have out. Derek. I have <laughs> I have Derek with me today. Chris um, is on vacation. He's on his way home actually at the moment, but he couldn't unfortunately couldn't be here. But we're going to take over for this week's episode. Um, I didn't know we got vacation field. days. Well, we Chris days off here. Oh. Well, I didn't think we did, but Chris has okay. uh, many vacation days. Well, he used up all his vacation days. This is his last one. Yeah, no more. No more. <laughs> Where's um, he vacationing? Do you but, know? Uh, Arizona, right? I guess so. I seen him riding a donkey or something. I saw him riding a horse, which you know how I feel about horses. I've seen him in hiking the Grand Canyon or whatever. Wow. Looks pretty nice while we're here. Yeah. Stuck here. Yeah, working. Stuck in New England, working. Yeah. Yeah. But. What are you going to do? Okay. <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Um, so this week has been a pretty exciting week. I recently – is this – am I messing this up already? Yeah, this yeah, is what, this yeah, is my new tool. Tell me what you did this week. Don't oh, okay. tell me so your what new I tool. Did, I'll, I'll, what you I'll did. save the new tool. I'll save the yeah. new tool. What, basically what I did was over the weekend I did more work at that job, at the concrete house job. I had yeah. to install a couple pieces of structural steel – for like a four seasons room, the guy keeps calling it. It's like kind of like a glass room full of windows that's elevated. It sticks out from uh, the house, yeah. um, which end, I ended up being there for a lot longer than I thought it was going to, but it ended up being okay. I ended up working out in the end. Yeah, Plans got mixed up and um, I ended up making the steel off of a different set of plans than the uh, – owner had and he's also like kind of like the gc for his own house and then he and then the steel on my plans was two inches longer in each direction than the steel on his plans and we thought it was going to be a problem and then it ended up being that my steel was the only you know the, the the dimensions of my steel was the only option to fit the windows that they needed to install if i ended up making the steel to what his plans said the newer set of plans, it wouldn't have fit the windows that they were planning on buying. So it ended up working out good. And nice. but it took like a couple hours to figure everything out and lay everything out, but we, we ended up figuring it out. So Yeah. I, I seen some of your videos of um you working and I tell you, it, it's really impressive. I tell you, it just man, it just it's amazing to see how much you've grown like just in the last couple of years. Like just this business has really taken off and just seeing what you're doing, just you know making these small little steel things to like these huge projects and like you're up there walking on the beams and stuff. And I tell you, it's, it's, it's really impressive. It really is. And I mean, I'm sure everybody who listens, follows you and sees what I see, but it's just really cool to see. It's just, uh, you know, when I was younger, I 
started doing, you know, construction and uh, just never really had the confidence to go with it. And that's what really held me back. And I always had a decent job, so I really didn't need it. So it's kind of not necessary for me to pursue it. Mm-hmm. But I never really had something to, to really propel me in that direction. But it's just fun to see you taking off with it. And it just these projects are just really good projects. But um, one other thing I wanted to mention, you mentioned laying out things and we had a little side conversation with one of your posts with some layout tools that you had made. We did. Yeah. And those were really cool. Now were those things you had seen somebody else use or did you just make them out of necessity? Those are some tools um, that one of my guys actually showed me um, for laying out beams. Like when you're doing structural steel, um, because it's, it's hard a lot. It's hard to take, you know, most tools that you find in Home Depot that are meant for woodworking and yeah. try to apply them to metalworking, specifically structural steel fabrication. And just, just to back up a second, anybody who didn't see it, he had made a couple tools. One was basically like a speed square, right? That you kind of uh, speed square on steroids, like so yeah, yeah. you could um, find the angles. And the other one was a way to measure so you could just get like duplicate measurements. Yeah, one was basically I took those small framing squares um, and then welded a um, – because normally when you're trying to make a straight line, you want to make a straight line on a big piece of tube. Um, It's hard to just take a little speed square because the um, flange part of it is so small and the radius on the edges of these tubes are so big, it doesn't really line up right. But I took – and I learned this from one of my guys. I took a – um, small framing square and then welded on a big piece of thin, like eighth inch thin, um, plate onto one end of it. And that wraps around the radius part of the beam and it allows you to get a a proper, you know, line, a proper square line. And then the other one was, um, like you said, uh, a way to lay out measurements on the inside of the web of the beam. You have the two flanges sticking up when the beam's turned over on its side. You have two flanges sticking up, and the way you get detailed drawings, shop drawings, um, they give you a measurement from the top flange, like the top of the eye, and then you have to go down like two and a half inches, then another two and a half inches for each hole, and then another two and a half inches, like let's say if there were three holes. And so it's hard to take a measurement from the top flange and translate it up and over inside uh, the web. Yeah. So this tool basically goes up and around the top flange and then flat against the web. And it has, it's just a ruler that has little marks in it mm-hmm. and it allows you to make marks on there for drilling holes. Yeah. So those are pretty useful tools. You can't really do it without those tools or it'd be really inefficient to do it without those tools. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. I'm looking up something. I, um, I had written a message to somebody and uh, I can't find it right now. But basically, it was to Jeff Fader we were talking. But uh, he had posted a little hack, if you would, about cutting the knife scales on his table saw. I don't know oh, if yeah. you've seen that. And um, so it was basically like a sled, but it was just really small. So they could cut like three-eighths inch, three-eighth inch knife scales. And I had messaged him. I said, you know, doing this stuff is a lot easier when you know the little tricks. And, yeah. you know, you find that out the more you hang out with people and do things. It's not so much difficult. It's just little tricks that make things so much easier and um, different workarounds, like things like that, that you wouldn't normally think of. And when you do know those little tricks and like how to fix little mistakes and stuff like that, it is so much easier. But no, but that was cool to see. I like that. Um, did you see stuff. the thing? Did you see the thing Jeff posted today about the clamps? No. He's, no. he's got a million C clamps because he, you know, you have to clamp the knife scales yeah. onto the knives to epoxy them, and they're covered with epoxy. And he took one of those little, um, what are the what are those bits that are for? Um, it's like a socket bit, but it goes in an impact gun. Yeah, yeah. And you know those little ones with the co- standard quarter inch and yeah. but a socket to go over yeah. like, um, like metal self tapping screws. Yes, and he took it and he cut two slits in the socket end of it. And so if you look at a C-clamp, you know how you have the little bar, the little yep. handle? Yeah. And so he puts the socket over the end of the C-clamp, and those two ah. slots allow the handle to stick through. And he uses he was using the um, impact to spin the handle of the clamp to clean all the epoxy off the thread so it's easier to use the clamps. Because ah. his clamps were – Jeff's got a lot of good tricks. He knows so much. 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that's always a thing. Like there's always crap in your in the threads of the the clamp, and it's a nightmare yeah. when you're trying to clamp something quickly and the thing's jammed. And yeah. this, he like cleans all the clamps before when he has to clamp up a bunch of knives, and then he's ready to go, no problems. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty cool. Yeah. Another one he told me was the um, WD forty on the Scotch Bright when you're making yeah. knives. Like, yeah. Cool it down. Yeah. You spray the Scotch Bright belt on your grinder with WD forty, and then it like cools down. It's pretty cool. He's he's oh, yeah. very very useful. Yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. He, he said to. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. We were texting back and forth over the weekend, and he had called me. And it, it, at first, it kind of took me off guard, but it was uh, it was nice to talk to him. He's always so nice to talk to. I always enjoy talking to him. And uh, he is he's such a smart guy. He knows so much about food. He knows so much about like knife Everything. making. And uh, he's just really a, a, a enjoyable person to talk to. He just he has a lot of knowledge. He just it always compliments and uh you know just a, just an all around good guy but um yeah i was just looking at it. that that is a neat trick we um had a thing in work it's hard to explain but we used to have to take these hooks out of uh telephone poles and they were so hard to get out you'd have to crank them out like jam a screwdriver in there and somebody had made it was like just a little squiggly hook and it was enough to go into a drill and you could hook it and you could back it out. It was pretty cool. But people are smart. You know, people are smart. Oh, yeah. But um, I've been working on this week. I, it's funny. Somebody <laughs> sent me a message. I think it was uh, Pat Lapp. He said, you've had the greatest stories this week. It was a story about a story that you can't tell us about. And I kind of <laughs> laughed. And it was just – it was true. And I felt bad. Like, I – um. I mentioned before I had signed a non-disclosure agreement with somebody that trying to invent something. And so I, I agreed I wouldn't post it online or anything like that. And, um, you know, it came out great. The thing I, I had made and, um, you know, I couldn't share it, but it kept me busy all week. And it was, um, it was just, it was, it was mentally draining. Like I, I told you, we were going to record the podcast last night and I was just exhausted. I was up all night the other night, worried about it because it was um, not a lot of money riding on it, but it, it was enough money that, you know, if I messed it up, it was just going to cost me some money, but I had never done anything like this and nothing really precision where I needed it to work out perfectly. And I had a few little hiccups and, um, I ended up getting a, a tool over it, a new tool I'll explain later. But uh, it ended up working out great in the end, and I was happy with it. The customer had seen pictures of it. He's happy with it. Um, I'm going to meet him Thursday and give them to him, and hopefully he's happy and he pays me the rest of the money. But at least I got paid for what I've done so far, so I'm happy about that. But um, it was just, um, you know, it was just something that, you know, like I said, I can't talk about, but it, it kept me busy all week, so I'll be able to talk about it someday. <laughs> it wasn't too exciting for people wondering what it was, but it was. Um, that's it. So I, I still can't talk about it. So that's what I did this week. And uh, would I do anything I, else? I know that feeling, though. That that feeling yeah. of like, like you don't know if what you like did is gonna like fit or if it's gonna work, and you like, yeah. like, yeah. Can you imagine like me? Being the one, oh, I can't imagine. like like no. having a, a truckload of steel, a 50, I, like a fifty a fifty thousand dollar job, like yeah. like seven or eight guys standing around, architects, you know, GCs, <laughs> the, installers, the, the and it's like me, the twenty year old who like I, is responsible for it all. Say that I was going to say that. Don't take it the wrong way, but I could just. That's all I think of. Like these guys are sitting around saying. The steel guy, when's he showing? And then you pull up and they must say, yeah. what is it? Bring your kid to work day? Like, who's this yeah. guy? You know, and you're like, no, I'm the guy, you know, we, uh, it's so funny. We had a job one time, um, Harvard university was our biggest customer and they were moving a building and we had to run this it was confusing, but we had to move a cable and it was just like a three day job. And there was 18 of us there and we couldn't get it done. We had to pull it by hand. It was just a real heavy uh, thing. And we're waiting for a couple of guys and uh, they, they, you know, the guy running the job for Harvard, he was pissed. And uh, we said, Oh, we're waiting for some guys. And so this guy shows up and one of the guys, and he was maybe five feet tall. And the guy says, Jesus, this is what we've been waiting for. This is the help, you know? And the guy got bullshit and started screaming at him. But it was like, 
you know, we had a couple more people coming, but it just, people must be surprised. Like do people get surprised when they meet you for the first time and like, you're the guy or is it like, yeah, you know, I it, mean, it's, it's kind of cause it's like me and my dad and we kind of go as a pair, but I'm the one who's like, do they ever talk like, to your father? Like think he's the guy? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then he's like, no, talk to my yeah, son. I have no idea what you're talking to. Yeah. Talking about sometimes. Yeah. But- I mean, it, it, they, they learn quickly, like, when I start, expl- like, laying things out and, like, figuring things out that they know, like, I can yeah, you can uh, like I can it. handle it. Because yeah. a lot of times they don't know what the hell, like, yeah. like the installer, like, I I laid out the entire job because, like, he was, like, trying to figure out that one job on the, on the water. Like, yeah. I had to lay the whole thing out because, like, that was really confusing. That was a difficult job and the pieces were strange and the design was strange and... The yeah. detailer we used was everything was hand drawn, which was a mistake. Like that was impossible to read. I'll show you the the shop drawing. Sometimes you'll lose your mind yeah. if you see these drawings. Yeah. It's like hieroglyphics. You don't even know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. But I, I tell you, it shows you though. If you really want to do something bad enough, and you want to learn something, you can do it. You know, yeah. it's um, you know, the only thing in the way is usually you. You know, and yeah, uh, it, it just it's really impressive just to see you know, what you've done and, and how far you've come. Cause you know, we've had those conversations before. Cause I'm always just like, you know, how do, how do you know this? Like you, you're just not even like old enough to know the things, you know, you know, it's it just like, it just comes from years of experience. Like you just can't read things and learn everything, but it's just like, you know, when it comes to your welding, I, I was looking at some pictures you were posting of some stuff you just welded up and it's just beautiful stuff. And, you know, it's funny, you know, people that have welded for a long time comment on how nice your stuff looks and, you know, it's it just, it's just really good. good I don't stuff. know. I feel like you ever like, wonder if like reincarnation is real like i feel like i was like uh-huh. a little older or something in my past life or i yeah. did something like this it's yeah. definitely genetic yeah like yeah. my mom's side of the family like it is like the same exact way i am like yeah my grandfather my uncles it's it's weird it's definitely genetic like people i always hear people say like um it's not there's no such thing as like talent it's all hard work it's like that's not true because like yeah. i'm very talented in certain areas and like totally bat terrible and other you know and yeah. other things like i can't like there's some people that could speak five languages or you know are super smart like book smart or you know good at writing like i, yeah. I can't speak I, I tried i took spanish like my whole life i can't speak spanish like i just can't yeah I'm terrible yeah. At spelling i have like dyslexia i can't but this stuff i could any type of building like i could figure it out like if i have to build mm-hmm. anything it'll always i'll always figure it out it's weird and like other people that i know like they don't even know what a hammer is. They like they can't do anything. They're clueless, and then maybe they're, you know, a lot better yeah. at other things than I am. It's definitely, yeah. I I, I know exactly what you're saying because I I feel the same way. Like I I say it all the time. Like you don't need to be the best at something. You just have to be better than the guy that's the worst at it, mm-hmm. and then you can be that guy, you know, or that person i should say but um i feel the same way like my kids and my wife are always telling me oh my god you're so smart how'd you know how to do that and i'm kind of like doesn't everybody know how to do that and i think that goes back yeah, to right? what we we're talking about last week with bobby duke with the carving you know he thinks everybody can carve but it's um you know believe it or not my grandma's not my my strongest suit and i'm a horrible uh-huh. speller, you know <laughs> and it was funny when i was up at jimmy's that time and we were um making that sign and we spelled difference i think it was wrong and somebody picked it up instantly like his instagram story like somebody picked up us two idiots we copped that thing and like machined it all weekend we spent staring at it neither one of us saw it i think i think it was the word difference i can't remember but um you know somebody picked that up right away and it's like i i can't you know, do that. And I'm real good at cooking and I know you enjoy cooking as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like my wife, she's like an unbelievable spell. I, I need something spelled, Christina, how do you do it? But when it comes to, you know, cooking, like she can't figure out, you know, a third of a cup and a third of a cup. And, you know, she yeah. has such a hard time with it, but, um, it is funny, but I, I just like anything mechanical or anything like I, I could just pick it up so easy, it seems. And, you know, I guess a lot of people can't do that, but I just never really understood that. So, you know, maybe it is hereditary. It's it's funny. I have two brothers and two sisters, and my brothers, one of them's in construction, and my other brother, he um, 
he's not really into it, but he like dabbles with like doing, you know, making furniture and things like that. And he can get his way through it. You know, he's better than the average person, but he, um, but like our father didn't, my father didn't know which end of a hammer to hold, you know, he yeah. didn't do anything like that, you know, but you know, it's funny. My mother used to wallpaper all the time. She and she'd like refinish furniture and stuff like that. But uh, my father had like no interest in anything like that. So oh. I don't know. It is funny how you get it. You know, it's I, I had a guy that was you know, uh, you know, he's still part of my life. But ever since I was a young kid, he had always helped me out. And um, you know, he was always just like that school kind of like Jimmy. Just try it. You know, and if you mess it up, just try it again. You know, just just figure it out. And uh, most things you can, you know, especially with YouTube. You know, you can figure anything out. You know, yeah. that. YouTube's the greatest thing oh, in the world. It is. It I've is. learned ten times as much from YouTube than I ever have yeah. from school. Like I was thinking the other day about like chemistry class, and like I couldn't tell you a thing about mm-hmm. chemistry. Like I don't yeah. know. And it was a. W- I spent. I don't know hours and hours every single week for a whole year learning about chemistry. I don't remember yeah. anything, but I guarantee you, like I probably the little bit I do know from chemistry, it's probably just random stuff that I've watched on YouTube. Yeah. It, like, I was interested in it on my own. Yeah. 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 It's so weird. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's, school's good for certain things, but yeah, it is definitely overrated for a lot of things. And that's what we were talking about the uh, last time the, that, um, YouTube channel stuff made here. Yeah, that's what he says. Somebody questioned him about it. I don't know if he said he didn't go to college or he didn't learn the stuff he knows in college. He just kind of, you know, learned it on YouTube and figured it out. I mean, he's a different level, but you know, it is amazing the stuff you can, you know, figure out and learn on your own. You know, when you need to. So, but uh, have you gotten any new tools? Maybe I, I have, guys. I was going to say before and then i realized i it wasn't that part of the podcast yet but um now it's now it's time for that um i did get a new tool a really big tool that i've always wanted i got a cnc plasma table from my friends over at avid cnc um and this is something i'm gonna need your help on because i i've I've (laughs) never used any type of cnc stuff before The, the closest thing to any cnc machine i've had was one of those stupid little 3d printers and i never even like yeah designed yeah. anything i just would print stuff off of the what was it like thing of earth yeah i just yeah. I printed like a pencil yeah. holder i'm like yeah, this yeah. like yeah. i printed like three things and then the thing would jam and then i'd just give up yeah yeah, yeah. and hairspray on the on the bed <laughs> right isn't that yep. one of the things yep yep and then I just gave up on that. But that was my last like CNC um, experience I've ever had. Nice. So um, do you have to put this thing together? How to come? Yeah. It, it, so it came in a bunch of different pieces. And at first I was like a little intimidated. I'm like, oh my God, like there's like tens of boxes and, and yeah. pallets and a million yeah. things in each box. But there's all online instructions and it's actually – pretty simple to put together it's taking a little bit of time just because you know i'm working yeah. out by myself and there's it's a big table and you know but yeah. it's, it's really cool because it's all aluminum extrusions and there's all these little connectors that you know yeah. you use to attach each extrusion together and at first i was a little skeptical I'm like is this going to be strong like yeah these are it's, little, it's skinny a, little aluminum things and then yeah. i put the thing together I'm like wow this thing is like rock solid i i was yeah. shocked yeah, it's 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 amazing. When I got my machine, um, it was used, obviously, but it was, um, you know, I I didn't have to take it completely apart. Yeah. But, so when I put it together, I had a ton of extra parts just because the kid had extra pieces and stuff like that. And same thing, like I took some of the pots and like made like accessories to like hold my laptop, hold like a little storage box, hold tools off the side, like just the way it all locks together and the way the extrusions go. It's amazing. And it is, it's so strong and there's just, they're so well made and um, it, it just, um, yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable. They're, they're great, but uh, that's going to come in handy, right? So what do you, what will you be using it mainly for? Uh, every, I mean, in pretty much every steel job I could find a use for it, whether it's like structural steel and I'm making base plates or yeah. other parts, clips and stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I could cut everything out, 
on, on there. I could cut out brackets for handrails and things. Nice. Um, just other just projects for YouTube too. I have a yeah. bunch of things that I've always wanted and I've been waiting for this, you know, CNC to show up. There's a bunch of things that I've always wanted to do, but I knew that it would be 10 times better if I had a CNC. Yeah. And I just waited and now I have a bunch of projects I want to work on incorporating yeah. CNC, but it's like, it's it's so useful because there's like no other way to do some of these things. Like yeah, job I told you guys about um, those crazy curved railings for that guy. Yeah, uh, I'll put his uh, Instagram. I'll, I'll tell you his Instagram name. His, his I think his his name is All Fenced In. He makes like really high end fences in Connecticut. Yeah, uh, he's a really nice guy. He's pretty cool, and he has like a really cool like house and everything. But he wants me to make him these crazy curved railings out of all thick steel, like three eighths thick plate um, and half inch plate for the top rail. Um, They're horizontal pickets, but the, the opening he cut in his ceiling is all curved. Uh The railings match the curve and this crate. He got this crazy wooden staircase. That's all curved at the bottom and the railings have to go up the curved staircase. So it's like all stuff that I would either have to outsource or, bend by hand, which is, I'm never going to get everything perfect. And so now I could do it by myself, you know, and, yeah. and experiment to the other, th- the other problem with outsourcing stuff like that is like you design your file and you kind of just hope for the best. Like you don't yeah. know how it's going to come out. You don't know if it's going to work with this thing. I could yeah. make one of each curve. I could bring it there. I could try it. I could tweak things. And now it's going to be all right under one. Yeah. Room. Yeah. Nice. Nice. How big of a machine is it? It's a five by 10 uh, nice. table, which I right. kind of, you can't get any smaller than that for what I'm yeah. doing. Cause material comes in four by eight or five by 10 yeah. pieces. So now will you change direction where before, like you'd have to order like different size materials for different jobs. Will you yeah. just get like half inch plate and cut like one by two, exactly. whatever, you know, yeah, you'll just cut what you need and stuff like that. That's the thing. Like if I had a bunch of nine inch base plates that were three quarter inches thick, I would have to get a 20 foot piece that was nine inches wide and three quarter thick. And then if I had like 12 inch base plates, I'd have to get another piece that was 12 inches wide. Yeah. And put them in the iron worker, which the iron worker is still great. Like yeah. it, the iron worker is still such an essential tool because I'm not going to, you know, design a whole program and, and some yeah. program to cut like one bracket. Yeah. Like yeah. I could just make it quicker, you know, without that. But if I have 20 or 30 or 40 things to make, yeah. it's going to be done on the CNC. And now all I have to do is get one piece of plate, you know, of each thickness and I could keep them on a rack. I'll make a whole rack for eighth, yeah. inch, eighth inch thick to, you know, inch thick plate I'll keep. Yeah. And then yeah. anytime I have a job, I just throw the plate on there and cut, you know, yeah. Cut out all my pieces, no matter what shape or size. Yeah. Now, does that come with the plasma cutter, or is it like the machine, the table, and all that? And you have to provide your own plasma cutter for it. Yeah, you got to do your, your own plasma cutter, so you could pick whatever. Yeah. Know, size plasma. Of course, I had to get. The, <laughs> I got to get the biggest one. one that you could put on there. But it's yeah. like I need to because what's yeah. the point of getting this whole yeah, thing and then exactly. only being able to cut three eighths on there? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like useless. Crazy. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, you probably don't. I mean, what's nice about it, and you can do what I do sometimes, like I have my um, machine. It's so big. I have a four by eight. I'll like if I'm doing a couple different projects, I'll make different files on the same thing. And Mm -hmm. so I can just cut everything at one time. So I might have, you know, you know, something I'm cutting here, a different job here, and I'll just run it all as one file. And that, that's like, you know, just a a huge time saver. It just makes your life so much easier, you know? And, um, you know, and sometimes what I'll do is if they're like different thicknesses, I'll take some like sacrificial, you know, quarter inch MDF and I'll put it underneath something. So they'll both be three quarter and I can cut everything together, you know, and and that's something you'd probably be able to do as you, you know, get better at it. You could just lay a bunch of stuff out there that you need cut plate, this, that, and just, mm-hmm. um, you know, do a bunch of different stuff at one time. So that's cool. That That's going to be exciting to see what you come up with. I'm sure you got plenty of um, ideas for different things you can make. There's so yeah. many different shop things you can make like for like oh, um, yeah just you for, know, storage and organization yeah. and oh There's my a million god things just for my own self and the organization like you said storage yeah. and organization that i could make that yeah. i've been wanting to make like 
It's yeah. so useful. And yeah. the other thing I can do is just all like standard parts that I always use. Like I, for, for regular railings, interior railings, you'll make like a four by four base plate with rounded corners and, yeah. or, and four quarter inch holes drilled in them. I could make a bucket full of those on the CNC and just have them ready to go for like all future railing jobs or even little brackets. Yeah. I can make a couple of different sizes of brackets. Like you always end up making a little tiny, um, maybe like inch and a half by inch and a half bracket with two holes in it that you can weld on underneath a railing. Yeah. So when you, you know, let's say you return a railing into a wall, you weld on the little bracket underneath with some holes in it. Yeah. And screw it into the wall. Like I might just want a bucket of those sitting there. So I don't have to go all the way over to the iron worker, grab a piece, make two little cuts and change the yeah. punch out to punch two quarter inch holes. It's like, I could just have a bucket ready to go of, of common yeah. stuff that I always use. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, you now you don't have a break or anything to like bend metal. And no, stuff like that. I'm going to get one soon. I yeah, have to get a press break. Yeah. I was going to say you, you need one. Cause that for me, like I, I would just like want to get like some like heavy sheet metal and just make like storage boxes, oh, like yeah. you said, little pots like that, like make it so they can stack and stuff like that. It just, I would love something like that stuff to hold your angle grinders like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I had said that to Chris, like I, he'd cut one out one time. I says, Oh man, I, I want one of those, you know. Oh, I know. I like those. That, yeah. Those were um yard rats. Those yeah. guys were their mic and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But there's even like other opportunity to make money with this thing too, like just doing CNC plasma cutting. You know, yeah, we get CNC plasma cutting service, and even like the company next door, they like repair and, and service um like huge, huge electrical like you know, electrical, I don't know if it's equipment or, or panels or circuits and breakers. I don't know what they do, but they're like, it's not just like an electrician company. It's, it's yeah. for industrial stuff. Like they're yeah. working at the Javits center in New York. They were yeah. working in Massachusetts. Like they do huge stuff and they always make these, like the boxes, the electrical boxes, like big, huge ones. And they have a huge, Oh really? Pit. Yeah. And they make like, cause sometimes they have to make custom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They have some huge Whitney punch. That's got like a, you know, like a four or five or six foot throat. So you could put big pieces of sheet metal under there and punch out all the holes. And I was talking to one of the guys, I'm like, you know, I could just cut all the stuff for you in one shot on this plasma table. And he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, that's what we got to do. Like, so maybe they they might have me do stuff for them. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That's that's the type of stuff you want to do. That's what, you know, it's, it's, you know, that, that's what I always think like this job I did this past week and the one I did the week prior, I would just love to get, you know, work like that where you just don't have to, you know, make something for somebody where you're actually making something for somebody who's making something for somebody yeah, else, you know, yeah, you don't and wanna... they just order some stuff. You don't have to deal with the bullshit. And it's exactly. just kind of like, okay, you need three more. All right. I'll have them Friday, you know, and uh, that's great. Well, good luck with that. And I, I tell you, I'm sure you're going to do good things with it, you know? Yeah. I'm really excited, but I got a lot of yeah stuff to do like in this building and there's no wiring. So I have an electrician there, you know, running wires all the way over a hundred feet to where this thing's going to go. I got to get an air compressor. I got to get, you know, I have an air compressor. I just need to, you know, I need to put a new switch on it because I ordered the wrong switch. Like there's a lot that goes in. I always forget like with plasma, there's a lot that goes into it. You got air compressors. You got to make sure there's no water in the air. Yeah. the plasma needs power. The table needs power. The compressor needs power. It's like, yep. but yeah, I'm going to get it all is. figured out. That, that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have to change the water in those like a lot? Of, in a table? Yeah. Or is um, it just, I don't think so. I mean, you. Like, I think when it gets filled up with gunk, you do. But I think that. Yeah. Like, do you time. have to have it so you can drain it? Like, or can you yeah. just like. I think so. There's a drain in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a hose up uh, and let it run out the door or whatever. Yeah, I got to get that special fluid that you mix with the water too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, I'm I'm so excited. I I was working on it all day yesterday, and then I got yeah. a lot of it done. But yeah, the bigger thing is going to be learning how to use it properly. Like I want to yeah. be good at it. You know, I want to do everything the right way. Yeah, there's so many online things. I, I was just talking to a guy online. So when I got my machine, it had a um, fourth axis, the rotary um, axis thing there. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't used it. And I keep digging it out and I set it up. And 
part of it, I don't have like a really a project for it, so I haven't used it. But the the bigger part is I'm kind of nervous to use it because like things can go bad real quick with it. And um, I found a guy online. I um, on Facebook. I'm on an avid CNC group, and um, the, the guys. It's just amazing what some of the people are doing. It's like wow, like some people just really you know over the top the things they make. But um, he was doing a, a bunch of stuff with it, and uh, I was messaging back and forth with him. And uh, I really need to like take the plunge and do that. Like, but I, I, it, it's just it's hard sometimes, you know, when you don't know how to use something, you know, it to to work up the nerve to do it. I'm just afraid like I'm going to crash it, you know, and the things will go, you know, crash hard. A lot of metal. It's going to be carbide chunks shooting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my, my new tool isn't nearly as exciting as that. And it's funny. I bought something I never thought I'd buy again. And it's a router bit. And it's not just any router bit. It's the ultimate patent trim bit and it's funny i was watching youtube this week and i was watching jonathan katz moses I, I don't know if it was an older video but he has some really good videos he shows you like different tools and techniques and things like that and he was just comparing spiral bits and compression bits and i watched it because i had just started using compression bits on my cnc machine and i need to know how to use them so i said i'll watch it it was for like regular routers and he was talking about this bit, and it was like a hundred and like sixty bucks or hundred and eighty bucks. And I was like, "Wow, that thing's expensive!" But he was just saying how great it was, and it cut beautifully, and he had a discount code for it. So one of the projects I was working on, I uh, had an issue with my machine. I crashed it. It was it was my fault. And um, you know, it, it's usually when your CNC crashes, it's like because of you. You know, yeah. the machine will do. It's like the good part is the machine will do exactly what you tell it to do, but the bad part is the machine will do exactly what you tell it to. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it can be a problem. So I lost steps on it, so I couldn't recut it, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't have any more material, and the material is expensive. So I had one that was cut perfect, and they're a mirror image of each other. So I was like, geez, if I could just make a patent with that one night, you have a bit – it would work. So I went to the store. I bought it. I paid almost $200 for it because I didn't get it online. I needed it that day. And I tell you, this bit is unbelievable. I put it on my Instagram uh, the other day just because I loved it that much. It wasn't – I didn't get it for free. I bought it. And um, it, it just it was just amazing. It cut – the second piece I needed, I, I think I was telling you about it. It just it cut it beautifully. It 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 you know I went forwards backwards with it. It didn't matter. It left a flawless finish on it, and it's a huge bit. I mean, it was kind of scary. I used it in my new router. I got my saw stop table there with the lift, and it's like a three and a half horsepower router. So this thing and it's a big ass bit. It's a gnarly it's like, looking bit. Oh my god, the thing is so nasty. I'm like, did he, did he break a bit? Because it looks so yeah. strange. Like oh my the god, angle it was so at. Crazy. I'm like, yeah. this thing looks like it's a big broken end mill, but it's I, not. It's I like know. It's, scary it's amazing. Looking. It's amazing how they do that. It's got you know an up twist and a down twist, and then it's um you know yeah. it's just unbelievable. They have another one that has a bearing on both ends, but I think. You're limited on how much it could cut. But this, like I said, it, it worked perfect, and it, it did such a good job. So I was so happy with it, and I don't know if I'll ever use it again, but for 180 bucks, it did the job, and the job's done. So it worked. So that was my exciting new tool. So not as exciting as a plasma table, but still. Well, you already got the CNC to put it on. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I was talking to – um jimmy about it and i spent literally two hours trying to set up my machine to finish the cut and um i couldn't figure out like i i thought i had it right but it's like once the machine starts going and if it's off by you know an eighth of an inch by the time it goes eight feet it's going to be off by a lot more than an eighth of an inch so it just is so much and then finally i'm just like i'm going through all this aggravation like Years ago, like you would just make a patent out of MDF or whatever, and and you know, screw a grill, gr gr you know, drill it and attach them, and 
Yeah. Put it on the CNC. I mean, not the CNC on your router. router. Now, yeah. now it's like you need to use the CNC for everything. And it's like, you know, sometimes the solutions are very simple, but, you know, it's like we try to complicate it and, and make, you know, this thing work for this. But, you know, it, it was just so easy to fix it that way. And it just, it worked perfectly. So I was just happy. But, um, you know, that's, that's the problem with uh, these fancy tools sometimes, you know. You gotta go back to the basics. Yeah, you'll see. You you'll do the see. You'll see. You'll be sitting there saying, "Why don't I just get the plasma cutter and cut it by hand?" <laughs> sometimes <I probably laughs> with a straight will. edge. <laughs> but there, sometimes I probably will. Yeah. But yeah. other times it's like yeah. I'm gonna be running everything through that thing once I figure out how to, that, how to well, use it properly. It's it's funny you do. I end up doing like files. Like if I cut like a lot of stuff out of a sheet of plywood. And I have like a two foot by two foot section left. I'll just program it to cut like a perfect two foot by two foot square. So when I'm done and then have it cut the rest of it up. So after it cuts everything, it cuts it up into little pieces. So I can just have one perfect piece left and then have the trash all cut up for me so I can throw it out. (laughs) You're like, like yeah, just so late. Yeah. You're grinding it all up. I made these. Remember those chairs I made that I showed you? Oh from yeah, yeah. College. I had those cut at a at a furniture or not a furniture a cabinet shop. Yeah. Um, local to me, yeah. but it was like really advanced. Like this guy had this place set. I think the guy was like Polish or something. He was like right from Poland, but he was like real yeah. smart and he had these crazy machines. Yeah. Like this, there wasn't just like a table saw, a cabinet saw, and like you know, standard, like these were crazy machines. And he had this dust collection system hooked up to all these machines. Everything was automated. Everything was CNC. And he had this dust collection system that would suck up all the shavings and compact them into these little bricks. And you could take the little bricks and burn them. Yeah. The whole system would just spit out a pile of these little, like they looked like the size of like cans of Coke. Yeah. And there were these little like burnable logs. It was crazy. Yeah, it's funny. I have a stack of those on the other side of my cellar. They're not small. I, I use bigger ones. That, oh, yeah? They're called bio bricks. Yeah. It's basically just sawdust. Yeah. It looks like they're glued together like a Duraflame log, but they're not. They're just compacted um, together. They're Isn't just packed crazy? so tight. Yeah. And it's great. I got them. I um, you know, I went for probably five years where I didn't even have heat in my house. I just heated strictly with wood. Wow. Would you have uh, a wood burning stove? Yeah. 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 A wood wood burning stove. And my, it's, my house was two floors. It's not, that's not completely true. So my second floor had heat. Mm -hmm. My, so what happened was I had two heating systems in the house. And when I did my addition, I had to get rid of one of them. And so I didn't have heat on that floor and I had a brand new wood burning stove and it's all open. So it wasn't like it was a little room. So we just heated with the stove. And then my kitchen had, um, it had radiant floor heating. So that was oh, like nice. warm already. And the upstairs had a heat system. So it was basically my living room, dining room, hallways, whatever. But um, anyways, I was heating with wood and it was a pain in the ass. You know, everybody comes by and like, oh my God, you got free heat. And it's like, listen, asshole. Not really. I, ch- I chopped every piece of this wood up. It wasn't like I was getting the stuff delivered. Yeah. I was going up to New Hampshire, cutting down trees, splitting it, stacking it. And I'd burn like five or six quarters a winter. It was a lot of wood. And then I got to the point I started buying it. And it's just, it takes up so much room. I mean, you know where I am. I'm right in the city. So it's like I had no room yeah. to store. I would, my, you should have seen my porch. My porch was like, it was like a whole wall of wood. The whole porch <laughs> was filled with wood. And, you know, people would come by. They're like, Jesus, you're going to cave your porch in. And it was just crazy. It was just all went along, just, you know, schlepping wood up the stairs. So a buddy of mine had shown me these things, and they're called bio bricks. I got the bigger ones, but they're basically just 100% sawdust, uh-huh. just com- compacted. And they had different brands, and some were better than others. This brand I was using, they're really good. And it was pro- so at this point, I was buying the wood. And um, these bio bricks, for a ton of these bio bricks, were the same money as a quarter firewood, but you got a lot more heat and no 
ash out of it. They oh, burn really? so hot. There's like no ash. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, you'd be surprised how much you have to clean a stove when you heat with wood because it just produces a ton of ash. So these would produce like no ash. They burn so hot and it just was so much easier. You wouldn't get as good looking of a fire, but at this point of our lives, we just yeah, wanted heat. We didn't give a shit. Lunch. Yeah. We weren't going for romance at this point, but um, it, it just, it was great. And they, they just worked so well and it was just easy to transport them, easy to use them. So, that's what I ended up using, but I had seen online some people make them. They just compact them, and you know they try to make them. But, yeah, this was yeah, some unbelievable kind of crazy system that yeah like, it did it all. It was really interesting. Must yeah, have- yeah, I bet. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Nice, nice. So what else is going on? Anything? Oh, nothing. Just just riding around. Yeah, riding oh, around. Wow. It's getting colder though. Yeah, yeah. The motorcycle's still going good. I was just looking at heated grips. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cold, I but... tell you, that's that's why you got to go with the big bikes. They oh, got the windscreen. They I got know. the heated grips, the heated seats. It's just you I, know, I, living I'm, large. It's gonna be the problem is though me riding around going under forty miles an hour on a on a road glide is like such yeah. a waste of the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on a ten mile trip on like something like that, like that yeah. thing to go on like a couple hundred mile trip on yeah. the highway. But those I love those bikes actually. The more and more I look at them, I'm like. They're yeah. really nice looking, those big touring bikes. Yeah, yeah, they are really nice. Especially I mean, when they just... take, like, they're making them really sleek now. Yeah. Like, without yeah. the big pack on the back, like the big recliner yeah. and the antennas yeah. sticking up, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 They're pretty slick, but. Yeah, no, they are. They, they, they've done a really nice job making them real, you know, good looking. So, for you younger kids, you know. Yeah. I just took my mom, my sister and my mom around the block. Oh, what would your mother say? She, she say? she's like, I love it, but she's like, you're going, you're going way too fast. I was literally going like 25. Like <laughs> she's going, you're going way too fast. She's she's squeezing me, yelling at me behind me. Yeah. Just slow down. Of course, a squirrel came out on the road, and she's yeah, screaming yeah. that the squirrel's there. And she's like, well, what if it what if it turned back around? I'm like. Mom, I just have to go straight. She's like, if, if I run over, if I run over it, like I can't. Yeah, squirrel. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I'm, gonna, I can't crash for this squirrel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we might have to sacrifice to, the squirrel. I just have to go for it. You can't even do it. You just have to go. And yeah. Like, well, what if it's a deer? And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like you just yeah, gonna, yeah. Ruin, you're gonna ruin this whole experience <laughs> for me. I'm like, I'm it, not taking you again. So honestly, is that why she bought the dairy repellent? Was that for the bushes at the house, or did she Maybe put it all over your bike to keep the dairy away from your bike? <laughs> I was just on the phone with Derek before this, and because people were probably like, "What the hell is he talking about?" But we were just on the phone because we talk all day long, and I'm home, and my mom sprang like deer repellent because she planted ivy on the house, and deer <laughs> ate every bit of her ivy that she planted all summer, <laughs> and she's so sad. So she got this deer repellent, and it's this most disgusting smell. It stunk up the whole yard. Yeah, she's probably gonna. Maybe she's she'll probably spray spraying your bike. Yeah, yeah put it all over your clothes. It. Oh, that's fine. Uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's good. So next year you can move up to the bigger bike. You'll be yeah. all set. Yeah, you know, just keep moving. That's what it is. It's a sickness. You know, it, it, a, it really is. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted that's why to. Chris go, has a couple. I know? wanted to go straight to the big one, but I, I'm like, you know what? I, I'm, I can't go from no. Weed, no. A weed whacker engine on a yeah. uh, wheels to like yeah. a big, you know, yeah. 1700 cc. It's yeah. like stupid. So, uh, yeah, I got no, you're doing it the right there, way. But now you're, I, yeah, 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 you're but, doing it the right way. You know, it's funny. We were out Sunday, me and my wife, and uh, we we're coming down the highway, and there's a couple motorcycles come bombing down the highway, and it's it's a guy on one bike and the other bike is a nice big touring bike it was tiny little woman right oh yeah and i was like oh man and and it is and it's like the new bikes they're just so nice and controlling them and stuff and they make them so you can get if you're smaller stature they they make like the low slung seats and stuff for shorter people which is really cool because the older bikes the big ones it just you know you got to be a pretty big person you know they're about 800 pounds and you know, to, to handle it. But the newer bikes, they make them, you know, they have lowering kits for them and stuff like that. So anybody can really fit on them, which is, which is nice, you know, 
But uh, it was just funny to see it. Just like I could never imagine my wife riding a motorcycle. You know, it just uh, – but it's just, hey, they're out there, you know. It's like the woman who sold me my motorcycle. She must have been like 100 pounds. She was like this yeah. old lady. She probably smoked like two packs of cigarettes a day. <laughs> and she probably drives the biggest, you know, 800-pound motorcycle, the biggest yeah. car they have in there. Like, And she yeah. probably drives it a million times better than I could ever. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But it's funny. It's like – it's really about skill. Yeah. Not about, oh, yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah, no, no. It's funny. Uh, my in-laws had a place up in New Hampshire and his, uh, my father-in-law's neighbor, he had a son and a daughter and uh, his daughter's cute little thing. She would come over, you know, typical, you know, 15, 16 year old girl. And uh, you'd see uh, later on the day as dirt bike come ripping by and she rode dirt bikes competitively. Oh, really? Oh, oh my God! This girl good. was an animal on yeah. a bike, and you would never imagine it was a girl. And it was like wow, and she'd like win every race and stuff. And it was just funny because a lot of the guys would come over and ride with her and stuff. And it just she was she was nuts. You know, she'd jump stuff, and it was just it was just funny to watch her. You know, but uh, you know, hey, that's the way it is now. You know, I have three daughters, and it's like, you know, it's just it's a good thing. You know, they can do whatever they want. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. But what else? What else? I don't know. I mean, what are we supposed to talk about now? What we're uh, watching? I'm trying to think of what I've been watching this week. I've been watching, actually. You know, it's funny. I I've been watching exactly that. I've been watching watch videos, and it's the craziest thing. This guy watching what videos? Watch videos, wristwatch oh, videos. Wristwatch. Oh, I've, yeah. I've watched videos on those. Before. Oh my god, the real so, high end ones. Yeah, it all started a couple weeks ago. This guy I work with, his brother had passed away, and he inherited a watch. And I think he said, I forget what kind. The brand was, I think it was like Omega or something. Uh And I never thought like an Omega watch was an expensive watch. I don't know anything about watches. I just know they go on your wrist if it's a wrist watch. Yeah. But uh he said, oh, I had to send it back to Omega and get it fixed. And it was $800 just to look at it. It cost me $1,800 to have it fixed. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I thought like an Omega watch was like a Yeah, I wouldn't think Omega would cheap be watch. Yeah, no. He said it was worth a couple thousand dollars or whatever. Uh-huh. So I'm looking it up. And I just went down the rabbit hole of watching oh, yeah. a watch being you fixed. The, you get to the half a million dollar watch. Oh my God, dude. It's crazy. I was watching this one video. I got to find out the name of it. One second. And it was, um, it was, where was it here? It was a company like the cheapest watch was like $20,000. And so I figure it's like one guy making one at a time. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, what was it? And it's like a factory kicking these things out. And I'm like saying, who buys $20,000 watches? 20000 is like the starting point on some of these. Like, uh, like these uh, uh, Arnold and Son watches. I've never like, heard of that. But it's crazy. It's like, you know, you'd think like they're making one at a time. But no, man, they were like getting these things out. But yeah, but I've been watching a bunch of uh, watch videos. But I'm not going to recommend that. You know who I'm going to recommend, though? Who are going to recommend? Because – I'm. I just started watching. Um, this this guy was one of the first people I ever watched on YouTube, and he kind of stopped making uh, videos for a while, but he's back. Let me see. Yeah, I want to make sure it's not a different name, but it's uh, Dustin Penna. Hmm. Do you watch Dustin DP make stuff? No. He bought one of. I think he bought it. I don't know. He bought one of Jimmy's chisels years ago. It was one of Jimmy's old videos, but. Uh, He's a, he's I think he might be in Canada, but he does he's he's got like a dry sense of humor and he makes real, real good, clean videos. And like when I watch his videos, he's like the type of guy I watch and say, Man, I wish I could make videos like that. My videos are nothing like his videos. His are just so nice, they're just so well done. They you know, to the point and a little bit of humor in it and uh just really stuff. He's real creative, he does neat stuff. He made a, uh the last video that I watched he made a um, – it's a it's a vase, a wood-turned vase. He doesn't do a lot of wood-turning stuff, but it's a, he called it a spider vase. But he makes a lot of different stuff. He uh, Like I said, he hadn't been making stuff for a long time. And I actually messaged him because uh, he had posted something online. 
And he said, you know, just obviously busy with life and stuff like that. But he makes a lot of like quirky things and, and neat things. He's, he's very talented and uh, he does a lot of cool stuff. So Dustin Penner is going to be my pick of the week. So how about cool. you, the pasta queen? No, I, I can't keep to talking about her. I mean, she's great. Why? I love her. You got a problem? I love her. Oh. No, 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 no. I love her. I just keep, can't keep yeah. – you know, people are probably sick of her by now. <laughs> but, you know, I, I struggle. Every single week I forget that we need to do this, and I never have somebody because I always watch, like, the same things over and over again. But I probably should tell people to look at this. And this isn't from me. This is really from Jimmy. It is the Reckless 203 – that guy on Instagram who does the the wheelies and stuff. Oh God, dude! Jimmy oh, sends these sick. these things to us all the time. Of this guy, check watching him. He's in he's in New Haven, Connecticut, doing just the craziest shit on like these Harley's stunts and like he's on like a, a street glide or a road glide, like doing wheelies in shorts with no shoes on, shorts yeah. no no shirt, shorts no shoes, just doing wheelies like. To the yeah. point where he's total. The bike is totally vertical. Yeah, I. You know, I watch those. I'm. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like I don't even know like how that's possible. It's making my like, stomach it turn. Just, it, it does because you know it, it's you know one of my cousins was uh well second cousin was killed uh, on a motorcycle crash and uh you know it, it just to see somebody do this it just ah uh, it's just uh it's just crazy I I don't know. He's going to wipe out one of these times. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Say, I, w- I wish I never did that. But all right, Reckless Toe. Yeah, three, and, man. I mean, and I'm like the complete opposite. Yeah, no, I'm sure I you are. I'm sure. An air, I like, I got the air. I sh- did I show you the airbag vest in person? No, no, no the airbag no. jacket. It's actually pretty good looking, and it's funny because yeah, no, I see it. I see the picture. You had sent. yeah, no, it is a good looking jacket. Yeah, it looks like just a regular black leather jacket. It was very expensive, but it's definitely worth it. And it just hooks onto the motorcycle, and if you fall yeah. off, it pops. And this one goes all around your neck, your back, your chest. It's got on top of the airbag. It's got armor in the back, shoulders, and elbows. It's pretty yeah. heavy. It like yeah. weighs a ton, but yeah, it's fine. It's really not that uncomfortable. Like it's it's uh, it's not bad. Yeah, a good leather jacket weighs a ton. Yeah, I mean, you'd be surprised. Yeah. Like you know, oh yeah, leather jacket. You pick it up. It's, it's, it's like they're heavy. Yeah, yeah, they're heavy. They're not you know. So they're heavy anyway. You know, I it's like I mean I don't know how much heavier that is, but it's just so much. You know, you you're better off. You know, it's you, funny. You better be safe because my sister has a vest because she rides horses from the exact same company he yeah. or something it's called yeah um but it's just like a thin little vest that she wears like under her sh- like shirt for riding or under her yeah. jacket yeah um and she refuses to wear it she, we've had yeah. been sitting i've been l- walking by it every day for a month and it's hanging yeah. on the hanger she never wore it and we all yell at her and she every morning she she never brings it and i'm yeah. getting pissed because i'm Following yeah. all the safety procedures, and yeah, yeah, all yeah. the available safety precautions <laughs> I can, and she's just risking, you know. Yeah, she's like a no masker. She doesn't want to wear the mask, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. You throw her under the bus, man. Get the people after her. Oh, there we we're all after her. She's just impossible. Like, yeah, we can't do she anything. Just our our hands are tied. She's yeah. in charge. Yeah, that's tough when, you know, you, you want somebody to do something like that. But, you know, people got to want it. You know, you want to be safe. You want to make your mother happy, you know. It's all so, about that's the That's why looks. you're the favorite son, you know. Oh, exactly. I yeah, cause the yeah. least amount of headaches in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, you know, it's like my, my daughters growing up, you know, in the wintertime, be a blizzard out, you know. They won't put a hat on. Oh, mess up my hair. You know, my son, he's got to wear the best sneakers out in a snowstorm, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah, how about yeah. those boots? <laughs> no, no, no. It's, I'm only going to the car, Dad. You know, and finally I just learned I just got to shut up sometimes. Yeah. You know? Let I, the, yeah. I know it's not like my father, you know, but – it's just, you know, they got to learn and they'll do the same to their kids. And, you know, nobody gives a shit. That's what you got to learn, you know? Yeah. Just it's not like a broken record. It's, it's the same know? thing with my mom. Like all, all you know, as I was growing up all the time, it's like, you got to rest. You're too, you got, you're too tired. Like, just, just, <laughs> just go like, I'm like, mom, listen, if I'm too tired and I wear myself out, then it's my fault. I screwed up. Yeah. Like, just let me, or, you know, if I don't put the hat on, I screwed up. I'm yeah. going to be cold. Yeah. 
or yeah. whatever. But the safety stuff is different. I'm she my yeah. sister needs to be wearing that stupid jacket. On yeah, these, on yeah. these horses that you know what we shouldn't be they shouldn't be riding these things just let them eat grass out in the field why do you bother these things yeah it's it's like i know i i always feel bad when i see that when somebody's on a horse it's yeah like, they, they don't want them on there Ugh. that's why they try to shake you off exactly you know? yeah why do you think people keep falling off i mean the good <laughs> thing is like these horses are like it's like they're in the four seasons hotel like yeah yeah but it's it like learning about horses it really makes me sad when I see horses that are not in a nice place because you know, yeah. like it's not good. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they're such, and I always tell you this: like they're such hard animals to take care of. Yeah, and they require yeah. so much time and money and effort. And it's like some people just like there's so yeah. many like frauds in the horse world. Oh, they yeah. have no idea what they're doing, and we've been through it all. We've we've seen a million different people, and we finally are with people that are like yeah. legit. You know. Yeah, I tell you, we do a lot of work. Um, so Boston has a, the parks department. Oh, and they yeah. Have, and they have the ranges on the horses. Is that and, necessary? Like, what are we doing? Well, I'll be I'll be honest with you. Well, they do it's have like a lot Paul of Revere. places. No, they, they take them. They patrol, like, a lot of uh, the forest lands and stuff like oh. that. So they do take them off-road and but stuff like that. they should like just that. get them dirt bikes. Well, I tell you, the place where they board them at, we do a lot of work there. And like you said, they take care of those horses like yeah, you have like to. their royalty. Yeah, they they really do. It's uh, it's like top notch. It's uh, you know they they're just very well taken care of, and you know they have somebody that sleeps there with them, and yeah, you know, the accommodations. Yeah, it, it's just it's really amazing. And you would think where it's like a um, you know, like a public um, you know a. Uh, a state run thing, you know, it'd be half assed, but these people, they take it seriously. Like they're assigned a horse and like, it's their horse and they really do what they got to do, you know, to take care of it. So, yeah. But, uh, but which is nice to see. But, that scares uh, me though. Like the horses, like in the middle of a city with cars and people yeah, yeah, and yeah. like, God, well, like, those horses yeah. really must not want to be in the middle of Boston. Right yeah. Now. Well, they trail, they used to ride them a lot more like to locations. Now they trail them mostly. Yeah. They have a couple, they take a couple of like the older horses and bring them to the Boston common. Mm. And they'll like, I think it's just for like little PR thing, you know, yeah, they do. Yeah. That's, but that's they nice. do have like up by me where it's all wooded and stuff. They, um, you know, ride them, not ride them. They take them through the trails there. Cause I remember as a kid, you go in there and, do it you're not supposed to be doing you'd be listening for the horse on the trails and oh yeah stuff like that yeah <laughs> but you know so that's, that's cool, that though. i mean yeah but well it looks like we passed the one hour mark so yeah. we should probably wrap this up chris always drags it out because he just wants to tell us about a new tool or something he got but <laughs> we, we won't bore anybody any longer so but i just i tell you i've been getting a ton of messages from people saying how much they love the podcast and it, i just i just want to say i appreciate it because it's you know you you do this and you wonder hey is anybody even listening you know other than jeff to yeah that's about the clicking and the noise and the ice cubes <laughs> and whatever but um but no seriously i just wanted to say thank you for the people who do listen so thank you yeah it's cool i mean no one messages me because they know i don't like messages yeah because they know you don't want to be messaged so everybody that was gonna message me <laughs> this week there. message paul oh. and just say tell derek i said Great job with the podcast. So let's I see how feel many people so get the message. Though. I feel so bad because it's not even like I have some weird thing with like replying to messages. It's not even like I don't like them. Like I'm annoyed by them. They, it's like I get like all that being. Lazy. I get like angst. No, no, it's not that. It's like no, I get I like know. weird like anxiety because I'll see the thing come in and then I'll forget to like respond and then i'll see it like a couple days later yeah. i'm like oh my god it's been like three days i still haven't responded yeah. and i'm like you know what yeah. forget it. i can't do it now and then i just like let them build up it's terrible yeah it's like well, really it's fun- weird it's funny some people i was talking to some people on instagram and saying you know when do you respond back and some people are like i respond back within the hour and I say, there's no way I could ever do that. I try to respond back the same day, mm-hmm. and I feel bad. Like sometimes, if I've kind of thrown some questions out, 
I'll respond back earlier just because obviously if somebody's trying to help me with something, I don't want them waiting. But it's I, I try to I, I do answer everybody that does send me a message just because I feel like if they took the time to message me, I'm gonna take the time to respond back. But it's I got like a group of people I like to hear from and it's just yeah. funny, but that's that. So but thank you to everybody. But still message Paul this uh. week. So that's that. So I think episode seventeen's in the books. Yeah, not Chris. bad, not bad. Yeah. without the uh, the leader, the ma- yeah. yeah, the master of ceremonies. So, but he'll be back next week. Well, hopefully, yeah, unless he's on vacation. Maybe again. he's going somewhere else. Maybe he's going back to Vermont. <laughs> so, all right, you're gonna wrap it up, Paul. Uh, you yeah, always no. like the end to wrap up. Just yeah, give, I know. Give the old uh, whatever. I'm Chris Zepp for Make Everything Workshop. Oh, God. I don't know what to say. You know I don't like doing this. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm Derek from Alden. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. And he's Paul Pinto. Thank you. Talk to you guys later. If you like this show, take a look at our other shows made for makers just like you at www.makery.network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.